Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's podcast, uh, it's the Flats and Shanks podcast, you know that because you press play, I am the Flats bit, he is the... I thought you were going to say you know that because your breath stinks, um, hey. I'm Tom Shanklin, I'm an upbeat Tom Shanklin. Are you? Yeah, mate, mate, international rugby's back isn't it? You're always happier when Wales don't win, now you've retired. <laughs> <laughs> like you and Bath. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. You're not doing too well, fella. Oh, no, I'm not. I'd, look, it was a great game. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, but I don't want to be too premature. Um, you know what I'm like. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. We will get to okay, that. Okay, fella. But before we've been up to what we've been up to, which won't take long, really, on my behalf anyway, a lot of cooking, is okay. what's going on with the bar bars? What? Oh. That has gone on. Get out, fella. Shall I tell you what I think's happened? Well, yeah, go on, because that's that's what we're getting to, isn't it? Let's do that. Okay, yeah, go um, on. I reckon it's the government intervention. Right? Are you blaming Boris? Um, no, not at all. Uh, now you've seen. Have you seen the little WhatsApp clip of yep. them flying around? Yep. Just yep. lads in a pub which I'm sure they could have done in the hotel room. So that bit is a bit frustrating for it's me. It's not the same though, is it? They're like dogs. It's new smells, isn't it? It's new smells and, you know, mm, yeah, you know that's what stimulates them. They're still, in, they're still in a private room, you know. it's still It still can be done. It's not like they've gone to a nightclub, you know, where they're, everyone likes a little bit of a dance. Do they? Don't you? No. That's oh, just me then, is it? Um, yeah. Sort of flew, fuse MC Hammer and flash dance. But mm. so that that's that's a strange bit because they I know you're saying new smells like a dog, but they could have easily done that in a team room. Um, you know, I agree with you. I was just joking, fella. Okay, because it's the company that you're in. You know, they're not going out to mix with any other players or friends that they've got. But I think flats. I think now high class, high profile players, twelve of them. I think it was. I think they've been badly advised. Oh, 
I think. Now, I don't know. I've read a few things. Um, cut me here to the ground. But right, I reckon that that amount of people would have let somebody know in the Barbar squad where they were going. And I think that possibly, I'm not saying it's true, but possibly that someone has said, yeah, that's okay, as long as you stay together, as long as you wear a mask, you know, when you're out or whatever, um, you'll be okay. But they weren't. I just, for the reason, one of the reasons being, I can't think that they'd be stupid enough to think they'd be able to get away with it. So, right. I think let's let's pretend we're in court. Okay, all right. <laughs> right scrapple <laughs> that. Scrapple that. Think. Close your eyes and imagine me as Ironside. I imagine okay? you. I'd imagine you as Tom Cruise. Imagine me as Tom. In Cruise. a few good men. Okay. Yeah. You want answers? I've got a mate called Reese. You know Reese. We had a fancy dress night one night, a Hollywood movie night, and he just had a Jack Nicholson mask that had a cigar sticking out of it, and from seven p.m. until three in the morning. All he said was, you want answers? You want answers? Do you want a, do you want a pint? We call him dog. Do you want a pint, dog? You want answers? You walk around and he'd be like, like pointing to us. One, two, three, two, two. You want answers? You're like, yeah, mate. Five pints of Stella, please. Whatever it was. You want answers? All night. I mean, it's quite good discipline, that. Anyway. Who's going to do that, Lieutenant Weinstein? You? <laughs> we think, we, what, what you're saying is, you think that they must have had bad advice because they couldn't be that stupid. In the crux of it, yes, mate. Yeah. I mean, it's if it was like a load of young pups, the, the, the young pups, if there are any, I know Tom de Glanville was rumoured to be out. Um, he's a young fella. And that's kind of like, you, you want to be your own man, but you also, if big dogs say, right, we go, we're getting on it, you're drinking with me tonight, son. Yep. I got that from Jason Leonard once, and it was like, I'd have done anything, anything to stand next to Jace at the bar and have five pints, which I did, and then lost the plot a bit and got told to go and sit down because I was wobbling a bit uh, by Phil Larder. A true, true fact, true story. You're um, a pint now, have you? Yeah. but Put teeth in. All right. But I I think, I, you know, I, I feel like this, we've got to be really careful here because, yeah. so, so we, firstly, so what we think because that's what we do. But also... You don't want to be one of those ex-players who's just throwing lads under the bus to get a few likes and retweets because that's that's just transparent. That's a bit dull. Also, we don't know is the mm. key thing. Um, we don't know, but I when I when I my first reaction when I read it was Let's get there. Come on, they cannot they cannot have been told in plain. They cannot have been told these are potential ramifications if you break the rules. If they'd have known. If they'd have even considered the consequences, they wouldn't have done it. I think this is, and I'm not blaming the people, I, I just think it blows my mind to think they would have known exactly what damage it would do if they got caught and the game had to be cancelled because they were all sent home mm. and still done it. So I expect they ignored, they, I imagine a security briefing, a COVID briefing from, you know, Bob and his security team and the lads basically texting halfway through it, switching off and then going back to dinner. Like when you get you get to Joburg and they give you a security ah, brief. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Um, I see. I think it's. Too I think, go on. Sorry. No, but I just think like they and but they also read the news, lads. Like read the news, see what's going on, and it, it's just it's another one of those examples where rugby does has in the past like to elevate itself above other sports, namely football. 
and I think to myself, come on, like the England England footballers got absolutely battered for it. And I was at Twickenham on Saturday for the final, thinking there is no England game here tomorrow. All that I've got a picture, all the quilter post protectors were just stacked up out the back. Mm. I won't be needing those. So many people have lost work, money mm. is one thing. That's that's actually the most important thing because people earn a living on these days, and including the players, the other players, and also all the freelancers, the, I don't know, security staff, whatever, all of those people. But also there are tons and tons of people who haven't been able to watch England for so long. He wanted to watch and they're now not. It's it's yeah. massive, actually. Let alone the players that were called into the squads, you know, some youngsters, some inexperienced players think they're going to get a shot at Twickenham. Um, might not get it again. You don't know. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely huge. Um, the ripple this has caused, and again, flat. You know, if if the briefing, which it's it's really difficult to speculate, um, but you know we ha- we have to in a way really because we have to form an opinion. Um, if the briefing was, you know, you can't leave the hotel to to go for dinner to go for drinks, then you can't. End of. Um, we 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 have to assume they were told that at least we have to. But for. 12 boys, senior players as well, so players that have been around, you know, that aren't sort of what you would class as loose or, or anything like that. You know, 12 pretty, well, quite a few level-headed players, I'd like to think, um, or maybe six or eight, have, have gone out. I don't think they've just done that. I think I think there must have been a conversation to be had to say, look, can we go to a private room just down the road? Uh, they're, they're closing the pub off for us. Can we go? Um, yes or no it would be alright and they must I, I just think there must have been a, a communication or a conversation regarding that um, maybe we'll find out later on maybe it's, we won't it said in one paper that the RFU security staff heard heard something and basically thought suspected something rather and tracked them down to an Italian restaurant yep wherever that was and I think I think that's what it said in the paper but or online or whatever and you think they, you know, no one cares where I'm going on a Wednesday or Thursday night. No one cares. But I know what I can and can't do. Like, I would not be fully on top of every single piece of regulation and COVID legislation because they're so complicated. The Prime Minister's getting them wrong pretty much every time he's asked. It's ridiculous. But I wouldn't be fully on top of it. But I would know to check. So I went out for dinner the other night and you are allowed two groups of four. You're not allowed a group more than that. So we went. I went out for dinner and a load of us, we actually sat further apart, but the restaurant was empty otherwise. So it was actually, mm. it worked really well because it was like the owner came over and said, look, if you slide the tables over, that's on you. But the rules are you don't slide them over. Yeah. So we just left them. It was fine because <laughs> we're, we're not that far apart. We can all hear each other because it's empty. Mm. So you, you know, and it's just such a massive error. And what happens quite often is you make a mistake like that, you get caught and then really you don't quite realize what you've done until it starts unraveling after you've been caught but that's my point being as well david is that you know to to sneak out two or three boys isn't that difficult you want to thought but 12 you know it's it's quite a large number you know that's half yeah. the team near enough that have that have gone out so look i hope it's not the end of the barbars um <laughs> You know, there's people throwing that around. I'm, I'm sure it won't be because no, it's still great. It's still a great spectacle. It's still a great achievement um, to get selected for them to play for them. 
Um, possibly not when they're playing midweek games against Eastern Counties, but certainly the, um, I'm joking, but certainly the tests. Um, you know, and it's, everyone loves a bar bars from back in the day when Gareth Edwards scored the greatest try ever. You know, yep. there's still a lot of history, still a lot, a lot of nostalgia behind it. And um, quite a lot of salmons in an envelope. Yep. Yeah. Did I tell you a time I've room with um, uh, Brits, Scott Brits? No. So he, so. Mm, he was an unknown hooker in Northern Hemisphere, really, back then. Wasn't selected for for South Africa very often. We were playing South Africa for Barbas, and uh, we got given... Um, you know, you get paid in, in cash by the Barbars, that's no secret. And um, I laid all the 50 notes all over my body when he went into the toilet naked and asked him to come back. And when he oh, came you, back, yeah. when he came back in the room, <laughs> I asked him to take a photo so I could send my mates. Uh, very uh, good. Yeah, team bonding, mate, isn't it? You know, so you do, yeah, you've got, yeah, you've got, you got to break down barriers with it's team bondage, isn't it? It's whatever method you can, but I, I think. I actually think um, what they've done, I actually think, just to make this very clear, because it would do sound sort of a little bit, being a little bit apologist about this. Uh, I feel like I just... No, not I, at all. I, not at all. I can't believe they were, they've done something so reckless. I just can't believe they're that tone deaf. So I think I I want to, not because I want rugby to be cleaner than clean, because it isn't, but... I kind of want them to have just made a stupid mistake as opposed to sneak out and sod it. But either way, it was a really, really, really poor piece of behaviour. Yeah. And it turns out they snuck out a couple of nights earlier, allegedly, it said in the paper as well, and they got rumbled and but this is, yeah, you know. So this is my point, you know, there's there's bright people there. I can't be I can't believe they've been that naive, um, without having a conversation. So who knows? I hopefully we'll There'll be some sort of internal investigation. Um, we get AC12 in. Fella. Fella. And uh, get to the bottom of this because I like answers, mate. You've had the fi- you've had the fingers in the tail, fella. I hate like unsolved mysteries. You know, when they're Oh, talk- yeah, there could yeah. be a cold case podcast about this. They walk among us. I hate anything. Chris Robshaw. I need, I need, an, I need walk among us. I need endings, mate. You know, I need, I need closure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you ever leave me, mate, you know, I I want to know the reasons why I wanted to sit me down. And mm. Yeah, noted. I mean, that whole Barbars thing is a crap thing. It is really crap. I'm really so looking many, forward to it today so, as so well. many ways. Yeah. Well, I was looking forward to today, yeah. but the, I suppose the, the saving grace was European tour was on. And one Laurie of... Cantor. One of... The the biggest fans of this podcast. It's it's one way, really. You know, he he loves his podcast. We we sort of tolerate him in a way. Um, I was going to get him on next week if he'd won, um, but unfortunately, no, he didn't. He didn't. So, shot yeah. fifty nine first round in the Italian Open. Uh, fifty nine. No, wow. sorry, sixty. Nearly got a fifty nine. Um, had some amazing shots throughout the uh, the four days, but had a birdie chance to to level it on the 18th unfortunately push it a little bit wide um, but what a finish from him as well finished two in a European tour mate wow that's incredible he's playing well he's hitting the ball well um, I've already texted him to ask him if I can carry his bag because Ben Spencer was carrying Matt Wallace's bag do you know that? that's right yeah that's yeah. right yeah did, uh, I did see that on uh, social media yeah. he said uh, he said Matt Banham would kill him 
if he let me go before him. But you know, well done. He's going. He's going well, isn't he, Laurie? Yeah, he's he's doing well. He's doing well. He's doing well. Um, um, also, in other sport, uh, in cycling. Let me rewind a few years, Tommy. About five or six years, I think. Um, <clears throat> I went on one of these uh, like Jaguar Land Rover men- sport mentoring days, and they basically get people who've played at pro level, or whatever, to talk to up and coming kids. And it's not about coaching or anything like that, but it's about inspiring. other stuff. Not not inspiring them. No, just oh. they they've often got really odd questions, like in, that we would find odd, like you know about behavior and about kit and about, it, it's odd that p- things that they get nervous about as they look forward to maybe becoming professionals and whatever and things that they don't know about and there's one kid I met and I always remembered him it's really weird and I've looked out for his name a few times because I was like this kid was really young then and he was a little skinny ginger kid called Teo Gagan Hart mm. and he was a cyclist I remember speaking to him and he was just like really bright really nice and just he was just different. Like of all the kids I ever did some mentoring, well, Anthony Watson I remembered obviously, but also because he before he turned pro, but also this kid. And I remember thinking that kid has got something about him. He's just different. Never saw him ride a bike. Nothing. Mm. Again, he was a skinny little bloke. And I thought that that kid is different. He's like a thirty-year-old in a in a young teenager's body, you know. And he's mm. just won the Giro d'Italia Grand Tour. So Geraint Thomas drops out with an injury. He becomes. Um, he becomes lead rider yeah, and he didn't hold the pink jersey, which is the, the yellow jersey in the Italian, basically the tour of Italy. He didn't hold that mm. until the last day. So he basically came from all the way behind and he's won a grand tour. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. unbelievable. Yeah. Brilliant. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a shame you didn't Fantastic. tell us that story, you know, when you first heard it, otherwise it'd have a bit more weight behind it, wouldn't it? it like, yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah. yeah. Um, but great story. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Well he's won it anyway. He's mm. won it. He's only he's the fifth Brit ever to win a Grand Tour. Lewis Hamilton um, overtaking Michael Schumacher's record, Portuguese Grand Prix. Amazing. Amazing. Um, still he not, is amazing. Still not liked by the public, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem to be, does no, he? But no. um, I don't know. There we are. I'm, I mean, sure, I'm sure he gets to sleep at night. Yeah, on one of his boats. Monaco. Um, what a... What a... What, yeah, amazing. Talent. Amazing. Um, unbelievable. But just to keep just to keep going, like the mindset, the concentration—it's just wow. I know, huge. You know the yeah. You talk about mindset, but it's you know it's it's quite easy to sort of just relax a little bit, isn't it? But to to be yeah. that competitive, to want to be the best for such a long period. You know, you look at someone like Alan Wynne Jones, for instance. You know, he he just equaled uh, Richard McCaw's record of of caps. But to to have that commitment day in day out. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I couldn't wait to retire by the end. You know, I'd had enough. You know that I couldn't get myself up for it uh, as much anymore. But the great players are the ones that have that mentality that want to just keep yeah. going and going. And uh, Lewis Hamilton is up there with one of the greatest sportsmen that the UK has produced. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. Mm. If you could, play, if you could, that. if you could go back and play a sport now, or play a sport, or or um, do a sport, for instance. What would you do? Wrestling. <laughs> Professional sport. That. Oh. Not just a hobby. Something that you'd like, you'd enjoy at and make a living from. Not that you can't make a living from wrestling at all, but. Um. Well, I've got another one. 
No. I mean, no. You, you, bit of squash maybe. You, you don't have to be the weight that you are now. Okay, you you know you could. Yeah, but I don't even try. I don't even try to be heavy, and I'm 130 kgs, rock solid. Not yeah, my body isn't rock solid, but I'm rock solid at that weight and have been for a very long time. Okay, um, I don't even try. All right, uh, squash. Okay, no, a bit okay. too big. Um, downhill skiing, <laughs> well, as opposed to as opposed to uphill skiing. Um, You'd be good at the, I reckon, rear man and bobsleigh. That yeah, pow, that well, power coming out. Maybe. Um, I think I'd struggle in any other sport, to okay. be honest with you. Okay. Well, John Dawson, um, one of your mates, tight head from Dulwich, he, he's now running marathons. Yeah, he stopped now, did his knee in. You see, he's too big to be running marathons, <laughs> you see? You see, fella? Don't do it. Um, I'd like. I think I'd like F1. I think I would. F1 oh, or golf. Oh, I hadn't thought about driving. I hadn't thought about anywhere. Anything driving would be nice. Yeah. Race, I think... If I could go back, I would. So you're really good at golf, so you that'd probably be yours, wouldn't it? Because you get to play loads. Of yeah, golf. but I'm not. I'm not thinking of like now. I'm really, like I'm good at golf now, but you know, I'm not. If I could do another sport, I think it would be you know for the the style that just the way of living, the travelling. It would be um, it'd be F1 or golf, definitely. Yes, yeah, I would actually go motor racing of some sort, but mm. I would have to lose a lot of weight for that. Yeah, it's possible. That's what counts, it? it is possible. Mm. I tell you what, mate. We get you in a concentration camp. You know, it, we'll watch it fly off. Mm. 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 Yeah, there's there's a way to get it off. I'm just haven't found it. Um, so, fella, mm. have you been up to anything interesting at all in the last week? Because you um, know, normally we've got something, but if we haven't got anything, we can just say we haven't. We've just had a week, like you know, like a, a week, like a normal civvy. A week of cooking. Yeah, that's it. One really, man. Um, I got a book, Dishoom, I think it's called. Um, it's a curry Oh yeah, book. Dishoom, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been smashing a few of them out. So that's it. Cooked a, a lovely uh, chicken roast today, mate. Um, but that is it. That's it. All bit right, of, bit of work right, on the boy. side. What have you been up to? Oh fella, oh fella, fella. Um, I watched your Land Rover video. Oh yeah, Where did you, that the other day. Yeah, the sandwich looked delicious. Oh, fella! You know, like it, if um, if it wasn't amazing, you'd probably have to say so because it's not Bake Off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a promotional video. But oh my days! Do you remind me of unbelievable? You reminded me of Ray Mears. I know we spoke about him a few times on the on the podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> mm, oh, yeah, like I was eating grubs in the jungle <laughs> to, to the point where I, you know, if I, if I was really bored, I would take that video and just edit the sounds that you make into like a a ringtone or so, or alarm call or something. Yeah, but it looked amazing. Oh, it really was. Tell it me really what, was what cut of beef is that then? That was a bavette steak. Which is what? Don't know. Okay. Like on the flank, I think. Okay. Uh, it's a, it was mega. Absolutely mega. Really, really nice. Uh, yes, did that. Did um, Started writing a new column, actually. Yeah, Boy. saw that. I've been thinking about doing a column for a little while and getting back into it a little bit. And I kind of didn't do anything about it. Spoke to spoke to a couple of newspapers before lockdown. Before COVID, sorry. And that was kind of getting somewhere. Um, because what I don't really want to be doing is writing 
match reports that have got to be in by 9pm on a Saturday type thing because that doesn't actually fit the way my life works very well because I've got other stuff. I don't know, it doesn't quite work for me that. So it's kind of, I don't really want to be doing that, but I could maybe write about what I think is interesting even if no one else does. Yep. Anyway, and I thought, well, I didn't, I didn't really follow up because they're not exactly hiring at the moment. So then I got a call from uh, Owen Jones, who you remember, you know, the, he's a Welsh fella. Um, you, you'd know him, Shanks, but you probably you wouldn't like him. Um, and he's got this thing going called the 15, which is the XV. And I, and he said, look, we've got this thing going and we've got a few journalists on it. And I said, well, I happen to know that Sam Peters is on it, who stepped away from rugby a bit now, but he's the guy that nearly got into a fight with Steve Diamond. Uh, Mike yep. Elwin, who you may remember from Sari's days, but uh, a mate of mine as well and a brilliant journalist. And he's also mates with Matt Singer. Do you remember Matt Singer? Yes, 15, wasn't he? Yep, he makes a sing-song. Um, okay. Anyway, that's probably how we met first of all. But And I've just decided to, yeah, I'm only going to do a few columns here or there, like one one a month probably, or maybe one every few weeks, but nice and relaxed, whatever I want to talk about. Do you have to subscribe, or is it free? You subscribe and you get... Uh, I mean, everybody wants their journalism for free, right? Mm. But before we before we logged on here, I was reading the Sunday Times, and I, you know... For me, there's so there's so much in there. It's unbelievable. Like you you can't read the Sunday Times, and mm. you think, what am I paying every week? A quid or two quid or something? It is so worth it for me. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, um, I read them as well. Mate. It's good. So, um, and I've got I've got a Telegraph login, but I stole that off one of the lads. Uh, so I, I must get my own. Not, but that. But all these newspapers are brilliant um, for coverage, and I think well. I don't mind paying a couple of quid. So I think it's like if you use the if you use the code Flatman XV, you get twenty percent off, and it's like it's less than one pound seventy a month or something. It's very cheap, but there's loads of people writing on it, and it's really nice. Oh, good. So, um, well, anyway, I'll have a listen. I'll have a read. Yeah, fine. Unless there's an audio version where I can listen. I will sort you out a login. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you got you got seventy caps, mate. You shouldn't have to pay. So did that, and then I went out for dinner the other night. I went out for dinner, boy, with Matt Perry. Mm-hmm. Stuart Barnes. How's the mole on his nose looking? I think it might have gone, has it? Ah, brilliant. Yeah, I think you mentioned that, yeah. He might have had rid of it, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Stuart Barnes, John Hall, who played for Bath for years. Yep. Uh, Richard Bertinet, the chef. Um, Dave Beresford, who wrote a book called Brothers in Arms, which is uh, the most brilliant book, mate. Mm-hmm. I mean, ah, oh, brilliant book. I love it. He wrote that, and he's also has a wine business and brought this amazing wine, and we went to Corkage oh, yeah. and Bath. And I tell, tell you who else was there, that. boy. Who? Dominic West, the actor. Yes, played. Um, he played. He played Fred West, didn't he? Uh, yep. And McNulty in the Wire. McNulty. Hey, McNulty. Yeah. Yep. And he also played the lead role in a series the called Affair. The Affair. Yeah. You love that. And he's didn't just you? been caught. You love that. He says when he's just been caught. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. It was a, he was good <laughs> company. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't love that series, actually. Okay. I did not even finish. I think there were two. I didn't even finish number one. I too close to home. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I couldn't I couldn't watch that and then ring you afterwards with a straight face, you know, FaceTime with your kids in the background and stuff. Oh, poor things. Uh, poor kids. I just want to clarify, notice. we are joking, all right, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. The best, the best way to avoid affairs, the best way, <laughs> the best way to avoid <laughs> affairs is to look like you or me. It's a great start. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, but he, he's just been outed. I think in a paper, in the paper, and he's had an affair, and it sounds frigging horrible. And I thought, wow, that he walked in, and I was like, is that, 
is that so-and-so? And then Hawley was like, yeah, he, he lives up the road for me. And, and, you know, we certainly didn't talk about all that jazz on the night, but he was yeah. very, he seemed, you know, nice and humble and all that. But I guess there's some stuff going on at home. What I would say is you never know what's going on in other people's houses once you shut the door. So did uh, you, um, when you sort of judge too held. Yeah, no, completely agree. But when you saw him, did you both like have a little bit of a, a nod of mutual respect? Like, you know, like the lions in 97 when they cross each other in the street. Just like, all right, mate. All right, mate. One of them. What, because I'm the mayor of Bath and he's on my patch? A little bit like that, yeah. It yeah, was, I mean, I'm not. Mouth and lips everywhere when he speaks. I always... I'm he's less like that. that. Oh, less okay. like that. And he's, do you know what he is? Very... It, very attractive really man yeah okay. yeah like leagues much more attractive than Stuart Barnes yep who is always less attractive than you remember um <laughs> uh, it was a it was a brilliant night and Dave Big Dave brought the most ah oh, the wine I'm not a wine expert as you know mate. I haven't got a clue every glass was genuinely unbelievable and some of it I was really swanky and some of it w- wouldn't have been, you know, I don't know. But I, I, every glass is like, oh my God, this is so different from the last one. Mm. And I never knew wine could be that different, being completely honest with you. from It's like kind of whatever, really. I don't mind being at the Hilton and having a house red. Um, but I was like, this is, it was a real treat. Can I shock and, you? Um, yeah. I like wine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, and the, f- know, and the food the food a, was unbelievable like yeah, what a night just have a bottle of blue nun uh, and I felt C-R-A-P the next day oh, I actually did hang the next hit. morning did yeah was uh, getting old boy hey mate take three deep breaths because we are going to smash into some <gasps> rugby analysis <gasps> hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Where do you want to start? Where Uh, do you want to start? All right. um, Prem final. 
it was okay. raining loads, oh, really wet. I watched it on TV uh, on the um, BT app. Actually, it's really good because um, it gives you you know it's what's it called? It's um, real time stuff and enhanced player. You know where it's got the conversions, it's got all of penalties, the yellow cards, everything on the. It is actually a brilliant app. We don't work part, yeah. for BT Euro. We're not contracted to BT, but no, it is brilliant. It's yeah. really good. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, so I, I was watching it, and the weather on the TV looked horrendous. What was it like in Twickenham? Worse than it looked on telly. Really? Yeah, it was properly bad. At one point, because there's no fans there, mm. there was this noise, and it was so loud, and like... This, this this is going to sound uh, potentially the sort of thing that offends people, but it was such a loud bang that I thought, oh my God, public space, big event, bomb, just mm. for a split second. And I'm not someone who has that in mind all the time. I was like, oh my God. And it was literally the Gallagher, like um, the big kind of, what would you call them? The massive canvases that say Gallagher, that when you look on the TV, it's wrapped over 200 seats and it says it's blue. And it says that was just rattling so hard in the wind. Yeah that it made everyone jump out of their skin yeah, like it that. was and that was and it was the other side of the stadium like it was like whoa it was so brutal <laughs> like, that my friend it, is why i hate blooms yeah um, unpredictable don't know what you're going to get with them no mm, especially in the hands of a child ah mm. oh, puts me on edge um anyway but the final i mean it was it was a final that Wasp could not win. They just couldn't win it. They were nowhere near it. They were such a great team, but no one's anywhere near Chiefs. They lost their first choice props against the best pack in Europe. Yep. Fekatoa injured. Shields out. Doesn't make a massive difference nope. to me over Willis, but that is big, big, big losses, and you can't win. And they so nearly won. Mm. <laughs> it was for that, it was actually, I thought they both sides, considering how awful the conditions were, played clever rugby. And I thought it was, I genuinely thought it was a really enjoyable final. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because you're right. It could have gone either way. Wasps got themselves back into it and had a chance to level it. Um, went for the corner and fluffed the line out. Um, it's difficult. I know, you know, they went for the kill rather than, you know, they went out there to win it, which, you, you know, it's, it's positive rugby. You know, you can't fault them for that. But, you know, looking back now, which again it's easy to do but you got to do it because you know they lost and you got to look for a reason why they lost you know it's when points are on offer you know when the ball's that slippy when the ball's that wet I think they should have taken them personally they've got Jimmy Gopeth who's one of the best off the boot with his little eight iron I'd say it's a bit more than a pitching wedge um, but really enjoyed it uh, but you could see you know you've got two teams there that love playing high tempo rugby width um, in the five metre channels either side and skill wise two of the best teams in the league but everyone was dropping the ball because it was so wet so slippy yeah. full of mistakes um, but extra ground out a win and, and yeah look, part of me I'm a neutral um, you know it would have been great if Wasps had won it with the week they had or the two weeks they've had um, but the sort of the the rugby love inside is is glad. I think Exeter won it. You know, the romantic side to me because of, you know, playing second fiddle to Saracens for, for such a long time. Mm. Um, and obviously off the back of uh, winning the European 
Champions Cup or Heineken Champions Cup I just think it was a fitting end to the season personally yeah I guess the when you see the the game extra want to play I mean among other things it's kind of built on um, set piece um, and their set piece wasn't perfect but it was very very good and where their line out gave them reliable quality ball Wasps line out fell apart um, and I think that was almost the biggest difference was the line outs because Chiefs just nicked ball key moments from Wasps, um, sucked all the momentum out of them. But yep. Chiefs also like to just load up big ball carriers and whack them in and just break down the brick wall through brute force. And so many of those collisions ended up with the ball spilling out because it was so slippery that that didn't really work. So they almost they almost had to adjust a bit. But Henry Slade's try was lovely. Yeah, Jacob Umanga's try was even better. Robson did brilliantly for that. He's a... He's an excellent scrum half. He he really did look good. And the box kicking was brutally difficult in that game, but there were a couple of peaches. Um, Robson taking over Ben Youngs? I think he won't because everyone says he should, but mm. I, I think I think he's the best scrum half in England, yeah. So I think mm. um, ben, ben Spencer as well needs a shot this autumn. Just And Alex Mitchell, I think, also is just... He's really exciting. He's really good. Really, really top player. So there's some really good guys in there. But I think for me, Dan Robson's the best. Um, but it was I, it, the decision at the end. There were there were shades of England in 2015 against Wales, weren't there? And it's mm. like, ah, lads, this is all or nothing. Mm. And it, you know, this is this is one of those times where you make you're trying to make yourself sound like a legend, like I did with recognizing um, the cyclist. <laughs> um, I was sitting with Durders and I was just like, gone for the line out. And he goes, they're going for it. They're going for it. And I said, their line out isn't good enough. No. they won't, Or I said, they won't nail the line out. And they didn't. And that's not being smug. It's the weather was horrendous. Mm. Ogre the hooker hadn't looked comfortable throwing in. He didn't look relaxed. He's a hell of a player, but he didn't look relaxed throwing in under that pressure. And Chiefs are very good on the ground and they're also good in the air. So they are a worrying team to throw against in, in key line outs. And... Uh, Johnny Gray was reasonably fresh off the bench because uh, Skinner started. Had a really you know, good impact, Johnny Gray did, mate. Really good. He did actually, and I, I absolutely agree with the decision not to start him because I watched uh, obviously watched the European final last week, mm. and I thought Johnny Hill was significantly better. Mm. And I thought when Skinner came on, he was better than Johnny Gray because what what Johnny Gray does offer is a very high work rate and high tackle count and a low Massive error rate. rate. Yeah. What he doesn't necessarily offer is aggressive power, and it, you know, it almost seems like mega engine, but needs a bit more power in there. But what he did when he came off the bench, I liked because he put himself about and got in the way. And, and I, I thought he looked nice and physical when he came on because I, Johnny Hill and Sam Skinner starting. I thought, I actually said on Twitter last week, so I'm not being smug, I'd actually start Skinner um, in a game against Wasp because, you know, they got Launchbury and Launchbury was epic, mate. In, in the flesh on the day, honestly, he was epic. Yeah. He was so good. Best player best best player on the field, I thought. Launchbury was just what a game he had, what a shift in horrible weather. But you know, you sort of think they go for the corner and you're like, oh no, lads. And mm. they extra have got a far stronger bench because of what COVID's done to wasps. Yeah. And then dismantled them, didn't it? Yeah, you think, oh, we we don't want to keep going, we don't want to go deep against a team with a better bench. But then Chiefs did play against that European final last week. And then get pissed, and you think, oh, I don't know. It's, Did it's you see tough, the scenes after um, Gareth Steenson is getting interviewed by Zara, and uh, the boys just pull him 
you know they're all waiting for yeah, him from yeah. behind uh, i think it's yeah Jack Noel just comes and pulls him and says look he's got to go he's got to go and he didn't get on the field um and he hasn't had much game time but just purely because joe simmons has been phenomenal i think at 10 um, and it's two tight games eh? yeah you but know. you know as well as captain them as well you know it's a big weight on his shoulder you know he's the decision maker he's a general and he's also leading these guys into battle and doing his own stapling um but it was just yeah love the scenes at the end you know it shows you what you know an extra man he is um how much the yeah. boys respect him how much they love him um real great scenes i thought um, julian salvi as well it's nice for him you know so yeah it is. It was, I remember being quite funny because Julian Salvi came to Bath for a year from the Brumbies, I think, and he just absolutely—he was the first, he was the top turnover guy in the Prem. Like he was just carving up at breakdowns. He was like Jack Willis is now. Yeah. And he started the season reasonably good looking, and by the end he looked like Brad Barrett. He'd just been smashed to bits. Like his his head was made of paper. And he said, I've come over for a year to try and get in the Wallaby squad for the World Cup. <laughs> and he went home, didn't get in, and then came back and signed for Leicester. <laughs> and it was like, what happened? One of the boys rang him from the club. What happened, Sal? He's like, oh, I didn't get in. <laughs> Put 10 years on him as well. Oh, I didn't get in, mate. Uh, do you want to come back over? Yeah, if I can find the club, yeah. So he's such a great bloke. I'm so glad he's won a couple. That's great. And by the sounds, um, so it, sounds like Kermit yeah. the Frog. Yeah, he is. That's how he sounds. Exactly Hi, how he Pippen. sounds. Uh, so that is... Yeah, it was, it, I thought it was a really interesting final and the, the weather was crap, but that just made it different because Chiefs didn't get it all their own way and Wasp properly came to play. It wasn't like they came to spoil the party. No. They, were battering, they were battering Chiefs and they defended their 22 like it was their try line. It was so hard for Chiefs to get in their 22 in the first half. Yeah. They were, I thought they were great. Um, so let's talk international now. Um, yes. Scotland played Georgia on Friday night, beat them 48-7. Um, now there's loads of talk about Italy really and do they deserve a place in the Six Nations and you know there's emerging nations mm. you know we've been talking about and everyone sort of mentioned Georgia really in one of these emerging yeah. teams to, to join the Six Nations um, brutally honest on that performance no way they're going to get they get battered hammered there'd be 100 points on them they're no way near ready for the six nations competition which is a shame because no. i thought they would deliver a little bit more i thought you know they, they might lack a little bit of nous and a, a little bit of intelligence really behind um in terms of you know breaking teams defenses um you know creating space but really you know they had nothing um I expected a little bit more from them up front as well and didn't get it. You know, they, they troubled Scotland at times and Scotland scored a lot of points late on. But um, I was really hoping to see more of Georgia. Um, but but we didn't. Um, you know, the, i tell you one thing as well, Flats, is when uh, Finn Russell came on, he makes a massive difference. Yeah, and a lot of t you know that happens often when you bring halfbacks on, um, especially on the field because they can change the pace of a game very very quickly. But just his his eyes for attack, you know, he just constantly scanning. You watch him. I find myself watching him sometimes. You know, when the ball's in the base of a ruck or forwards are carrying, just what he's doing and where he's looking. He's constantly looking, constantly scanning. Everything happens in in slow motion with him, which often is the case with world-class number 10s. Um, mm. It's not that they're doing things slower, they're just so more more relaxed and 
he's one of them. And he just made it different straight away. I, I quite liked it when they moved Hastings out to 12 as well. Yeah. Um, you know, which means, you know, two ball players. Um, How does Hastings go with, you know, a man who's not playing, but you send a... That's the you only send a big, issue. You send got. a big one up the middle. Are they going to make some yards against those two? Well, if you get if you get a big one and who's a very good distributor, then you've got you know Problems. a proper. But if you get but, yeah, like all right, but Bundyaki, you've got a Marnonu. Um Yeah, yeah, but yeah. How, how are they going to cope with Bundyaki? Because that's hard work. Yeah, right? that's the problem. Well, you cope with him by not giving him any space. Really, you, you know, you try and pressure yeah. him, and, and you've got to come off the line quick. You can't let players like Bundyaki run at you, but. But when when Finn Hace, when Finn Russell came on, it was lovely, lovely inside ball to do uh, on Van der Merwe, who just wants to take on anyone. There's not a person I don't think in world rugby that loves physical contact more than him. It <laughs> does love it, yeah. yeah. You know, if the try line was there, five meters out, and he could go into the corner, or there was a player five meters in, he would run at the player and go over the line. He loves it. He he's loves aggressive. it. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's been brilliant for Edinburgh as well. Um, so he'll be in that Scotland team for a long time uh, if he stays fit. Darcy Graham, really good as well. He's just, he's like a pinball, mate. You know, he's, yeah. there's not much weight behind him, but there's loads of power. And you think you've got him, you knock him, he just gets back up straight away. He's like one of those punch mich- punch bags, you know, that you, you hit and he just comes straight back up. I always think he's like a much better Tom Biggs. Um, Yeah, if you'd sort of time... Biggs, he was really good and Biggs, he listens yeah. to this, but he's... But, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, probably like yeah, I'd probably say a double Tom Biggs and thirty percent. God Christ, that'd be horrible. No, I'm joking. Not at all. Um he's really good. Maybe Tom Biggs should have been Scottish, eh? Maybe he should play for Scotland. Yeah, um, he was cl- he was a class player, Biggs. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'm, he was brilliant. I'm joking. I think I am I'm, I'm Yeah, I mean I'm not saying that because I feel bad because I don't, because he's he's a horrible bloke in a lot of ways. Um lovely in some others. But he was a hell of a player. Um, best rig in the game as well. Also, you, know, you think like Blair Kinghorn's try, you know, he kicks it mm. over and it, it, I don't know who, it, it nutmegs one of the uh, Georgian players. It just goes through the middle of his legs. I can't remember who it is. I when you're see. commentating, you say, that's when you know it's not your day, <laughs> don't you? But it, but it, it's uh, the, the whole Italy thing. For me, one one answer is you know substitute them for Springboks or Japan or something, but that doesn't quite feel like you're you're growing anything really there. I think mm. I, I think your bottom place team, you know, if you start a system for the next say three or three to five years, where the bottom place team then plays a playoff with the emerging top team from the emerging nations, then okay, there's it's very likely that Italy, let's say this year, will still win that playoff. Yeah, they will. And you play it home and away, or you play it in the home of the emerging nation, whatever. So you do it that way to grow the game in a smaller nation. So you play it in, say, Tbilisi for one, you know, for a topical example. Georgia would very likely not win that game, but Italy still have to front up, or they will get beaten. And what it does is exposes these emerging nations to the top tier. It just starts exposing them. Otherwise, they only play them at World Cups. Yeah, you call it. You know, it's. I think they've got to try something because Italy are seriously poor and they for me made no progress in 20 years so that's that's they've got to do something about that yeah they do um but you know I, georgia at the moment aren't the, the right answer and i know what you're saying no you know, they need to bridge the gap between the 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 level georgia are playing and the level of six nations somewhere because the gap is is so big yeah um, you, st- you stick georgia in paris or at twickenham or dublin yeah. they'll get battered yeah um but some 
really good performances. Thought Hamish Watson, really love watching him play. I think he's brilliant. As per, yeah. best player on the field. Um, Scott Cummins, Ben Toulis, big workhorses in the second row. Um, just a decent performance. I'm glad Scotland let loose a little bit towards the end because at one stage it was just looking at like, you know, tight tries, push over tries. And that's not mm. what you you want to see all the time. You know, you want to see a little bit of expans- uh, expansive rugby. You want to see a little bit of development. Um, so I think um, all in all, they'll be pretty happy with their win. Um, not perfect, mm. but takes them into this weekend. Um, well, come in um, against Wales, which, um, you know... Um, they're going in with a bit of confidence, which is always nice. You interesting, that boy. Yeah. yeah we'll um, Ireland game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, with Paolo Cabrini scoring in the mm. last with the sort of the last play of the game, effectively, wasn't it? You'd, actually, a really nice try. It's that kind of that ruined it a little bit for Ireland, but it is a monster win, you know, 50 points in an international, but an Ireland did look good, but you just, I can't, I can't help thinking exactly what we've just been talking about with mm. Italy. You think, come on lads, you, there's, it's, you know, it's not through lack of effort, but yeah, the, 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 the bigger, the biggest story to come out of a 50 point score, scoring 50 points in a test match is that Gary Ringrose has broken his jaw, which yeah, is horrible news, but that I is know. the biggest story because otherwise it's just cruise control, isn't it? You know, Padovani scores an intercept, doesn't really have to work for that try. It's not as if they really had a lot of pressure on Ireland through any of that game. It's not as if they shortened Ireland's defence or they powered through tackles. You know, it's opportunist try. He took it really well. Um, but, you know, you look at the tries that Ireland scored, you know, some good ones. Hugo Keenan on his first cap, I thought he looked really sharp on the wing. Really Pro- good. Probably yeah. should have got a hat-trick. Uh, one of the tries was disallowed. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the Irish fours. Just a slight James movement. Ryan. Yeah, I think it was James Ryan. But yeah. it's one of those where if it was given, you know, you you wouldn't be that upset. if, if It's it, what Alan Shearer would call, we've seen him given. Yeah, you've seen him yeah. given. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't a great um, movement of his arm, really, that stopped... Uh, I, I can't remember it might have been um, Stockdale going through who I thought was really good at, at 15 at 15 yeah mm. um, just gives you more options really and he's a big bloke as well Stockdale but is he is, is he, he fierce with it yeah he is he's, he's good pretty that. good with it um, not as fierce there as, are a few big blokes around who aren't that hard not as fierce as Bundy Aki mind that step no. of the right pace as no, well great isn't he? yeah like, like they're lucky in Ireland because they've got Bundy Aki um, and Robbie Henshaw. It's just two quality twelves, really. Yeah, I like I like Caden Doris as well. The back mm. row, I think he's so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's so good to watch. CJ yeah. Stander, Connor Murray gets a yellow card really early on. Um, quite harsh, I thought that to give a yellow card that early in a game. Um, it's one of those where you make a tackle, you get back up, you jackal. Uh, he was done for not releasing. You know, it's. Yeah. I think if Conor Murray had gone over the top and sealed the ball off, then I could see why that'd be given as a yellow card. But I thought it was quite pedantic to to give that card for that. You know, because yeah, you, you make the tackle. You, you think you've released, maybe you haven't. Um, it's split second, and I just thought it was. I think probably the wrong call. If he's thirty yards up the field, he's rolling away a bit quicker. So I thought I looked at it and thought, clever bloke, 
fresh as a daisy, brand new, game's just started. I thought Matthew Carley wanted to make a statement at the breakdown. I thought, mm. go on then. Yeah. They're still going to win. I thought, go on then. I just think if he'd like flopped over the top and there wasn't, he wasn't, you know, the the Italian players weren't able to get the ball. I could I could see that. But for that, for not releasing a player, making a tackle, get back up on your feet and Jacqueline, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't really affect the game. Um, puts a lovely kick through for for a second try for Hugo Keenan. Um, they just look, they look good. They look sharp. They've got power. They've got yeah. CJ Stander, played really well. Um, you know, Porter, Healy, Tag Byrne, James Ryan, it's quality all the way through that. So, massive game for them next By week. the way, uh, Pete Omani's offload out the tackle oh. uh, for Bundyaki. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Mate, fella. Yeah. That was, oosh. Mm-hmm. That was a beaut. Um, so, yeah, well done, Ireland. Now, let's talk about your mates, your best mates. Um, Wayne uh, Pivac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Pivac and Wales... Uh, losing to France over there in their in their backyard. Yeah. Um, now, France looked great, boy. Wales started quite nicely, didn't they, though? Yeah. Really nice move, that. Normally, you see that ball from uh, Justin Tipperick going behind Falatab. It goes in front, and Dan Bigger sort of hides really well behind him, and, and that's what that's where the damage is done. It's, it's also done by a really good carry from John Davis. You know, it sucks in. Rates gets quite close to that ruck you know so it's taken wide and it's just a, a classy try um what a start as well um Gregory Aldrich will be slightly disappointed yeah. with that because essentially it costs his team uh some points but he gave away so many penalties as well but boy does he carry hard mate oh he's unbelievable fella honestly wow I was watching him in the game and he he will run 100 mile an hour into into walls you know chests yeah. of, of big blokes as well but he runs with such power and always offering himself I love that that about him um, but mate just physically really put to school I think um, yeah. I, I saw a stat right Welsh forwards carried on average 7 metres each no one got over 7 metres as a carry from mm-hmm. a Welsh forward that can't you can't win games like that if you're if your biggest carry is 7 metres nope not at all, um, no. Nope. And you got um, you got your Tipperick, Tipperick, who's just genial and a, an absolute legend, and an I, you know, absolutely love watching him play. He isn't the guy who makes yards in heavy traffic. You do no. need those. Well, like you look at Villemsa and Larue in the second row for France, they're mutes, mate. Yeah, like Larue's got a hell of an engine. They're mutes. They are there to they are there to knock but people s- about. But seven meters it. in total, mate. No forward carried more in a game than seven meters yeah. in total. That's They're very low. That's super low. But then you look at. Yeah. You look at France and, you know, Olivon and Aldrit, um, LaRue, I think LaRue could be in a little bit of trouble um, from... Yeah, it's, Alan Wynne jones yeah, the forearm. It's, it's not so much, yeah, it's the forearm. It's not so much the, gra- uh, the, the grab around the neck. That is bad, but it's the forearm after, you know, thinking you get away with it. And, you know, everyone's tried that, but with the amount of cameras and uh, and referees and and people watching games now and commenting on social media you're not going to get away with anything um but the man for me is just dupont oh what a player he's all right got, dupont you're you're picking a world 15 tomorrow he's in mate he's ahead of aaron smith yeah, yeah he is he's he, he's got everything aaron smith's got i think with a real physical edge yeah 
Um, see the chest on him is massive. Yeah. Um, but him and Dupont, um, sorry, Dupont and Entomac, France have finally found like a combination that's going to be with them for five or six years. You know, mm. they've not had any any combos really at nine or ten that have worked. You know, there've been so many players filling in and out of that position, but they've got two boys there who are going to run the show for them for a long time. I think. Um, I've got a, I've got a mate who works at Toulouse, right? Yeah, where uh, <coughs> Intermac plays and they where they play and um, and I said, yeah, but he'll do all right for a bit and then he'll you know he'll smoke a few too many fags, drink a bit too much, he'll have three or four shockers, lose him a few games and they'll all hate him then, like Francois Tranduc, even though he's brilliant. Yep. And um, he said he won't, mate, because these guys are, he like, he, he goes, weirdly, these boys don't smoke. The younger boys don't smoke and they don't drink much and they don't drink five espressos for breakfast on match day. They don't have cheese two hours before kickoff. And he's like, all the things that, those really boring old like stereotypes about French rugby, they're all true that they're all true. The lads hate lifting weights. They love smoking, but he's like the young boys coming through yeah. are pros just like English and Welsh lads are pros and they're not like the old school French lads. So they are consistent. They play well all the time. It's mm. quite an interesting yeah. observation that yeah. he was great. Vakatawa is just the offload, the pace, the pace to get on the outside and turn a two on two into a two on yeah. one and get the ball away to Teddy Thomas. So I wanted to ask you about that. Mm. Josh Adams, who looked, who looked really, uncomfortable under the aerially all day I thought um, mm. I guess everyone can have those days but he'll get peppered next week now I would have thought but then on that he's there's you know I when I was defending I thought I'm not going to leave my inside guy until he tells me to go but in that situation when you've got a two on two and you know if you step in Teddy Tomas there you've got to rely on your the guy inside you to get Vakatawa haven't you because he got caught in no man's land didn't he and Tomas skipped past then yeah. So was that just? Did he should he just have gone? Um, yeah. I mean, you look at it now. Yeah, he should have gone. But it's it's quite difficult. You've got to keep an eye on your inside defender. You're sort of also hoping that that out the side pass isn't going to happen. Um, you know, you should probably expect a little bit from Vakatawa. Um, but yeah, he get he does get caught. We've seen it happen a couple of times with George North on the wing as well. Just gets sucked in. Um, yeah, you, know, you, you you can't face out to the touchline you know you've got to have an eye on what's going on and you've got to have an element of trust as well but also you're, you're very close to the touchline as well so you're sort of thinking you know is there space or not all these things going through your mind at 100 mile an hour it's it's quite easy to to get stuck in positions like that because you see it every week don't you, you see it in yeah in the uh, Gallagher you see it in the in the pro 14 but yeah he'll be a little bit disappointed with that um but just on Vaca Tower like for me he's up there with Radradra you know, he's nearly mm. he's nearly on the same level as Rad Raja. I just think Rad Raja off. I think his work rate is a little bit bigger than Vakatawa. I think yep. you see him feature more. Vakatawa has some moments of absolute brilliance. One being that that offload to to Tay Toma, who puts it back inside. Um, another one was feeding. Was it Dupont? I think he feeds um, for yep. Dupont's try. Um, He's a special player, mate. He is a real special player and a proper, like, difficult man to put down as well. I, but I think with, with Wales as well, I think, you know, they they lack the the power of the France. Uh, of France. Um, I think they blitzed when they shouldn't have blitzed. Um, you know, it's fine to it's fine to rush up and defend if you've got you know cover on the inside as well. We saw it for for Dupont's try. Um, Tipperick and Falatau rush up. Fiku steps inside, um, and 
feeds the ball to Vakatara, I think it feeds to Dupont. Um, no one on the inside, but maybe that's because your front five, who traditionally are in those sorts of spaces, are being overpowered. So they maybe haven't got the legs to get up on the inside, or yeah, yeah, maybe. But something. also, also, uh, like they've well, has been slightly hammered a little bit in the press. But it is a warm-up game. We've got to take it. It's, it's not a Six Nations game. You know, this is a warm-up game um, for Scotland next week. No you such know, thing so. as a friendly when we play, mate. <laughs> Full but, metal jacket, but there is. So you can you can you can approach games differently. Dan Bigger very off with the boot. Didn't look right from the start. I don't know what mm. was going on. You know, his his shin or his his leg. He was getting iced on the thigh. Then he was getting iced on the shin. Um, his tongue was all right though, mate. He's a his close, throat, his his vocal cords were fine. He's the closest thing we got to a footballer. <laughs> he is. The refs um, must hate him. They oh, must hate him. Every every decision he's appealing. Every single decision. Um, but Wales didn't win the battle of the air as well. So they did a little bit better in the second half, but certainly in the first half, dropping a lot of balls. Conditions play a part, but you know, France gained a lot of, of yardage and territory through that. But DuPont is just class. You know, his box kick, which leads to a turnover, which leads to his break for the Olivon try. Uh, but Wales He's- bring themselves back into it and... Nick Tompkins, we saw a glimpse of, you know, what he can do. Puts a nice scrubber, and you know they turn the ball over, and yeah, that's good. And Nicky Smith scores. You know, props are really good in those pick and go positions because they're strong, because that core explosive power. Um, but and then you see Teddy Thomas, his chip. Oh, mm. isn't he just wonderful? Yes. I mean, he must he must be a nightmare because Rassing he's always getting in trouble, isn't he? Rassing dropped him for the European final. It's like, I tell you what, yep. pick him. In a game that you pick him, you might have won it. Um, how j- he is so good. He's so good to watch. And outside Vakatawa, mate, he's like um, Keith Senior and Leslie Vinicolo down the left for Bradford Bulls. Absolute yeah. handfuls, mate. Yeah. Handfuls. Joe, I think Wales really missed Ross Moriarty. Um, it wasn't Keith Senior, it was Shantane Harpe. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Wales missed Ross Moriarty. Because um, he's a, you know, you talk about like an Aldrit who just will carry hard no matter what. Yeah, that guy will. Um, but yeah, um, that's and he'll just... leather people as well when they got the ball. So Aldrit will get leathered at least twice if Moriarty is playing, and that's handy. A little bit of work, yeah, defensively for Wales. Really lean into this weekend. You know, defenders um, missed tackles, wasn't great, um, weren't aggressive enough. Well. They, too aggressive sometimes making the right decisions weren't good in the air you could be aggressive but you've got to make tackles you've got to make sure that you're being aggressive in the right areas yeah and under the right situation Um, so yeah but a nice run out nice to see um, Reese Zamet get a cap and also Sam Parry so good for them both deserve it good on them but plenty to work on. Plenty to do, boy, and it's difficult to find power, you know. It is, but, you know, it's... And also, you look at the amount of penalties that France gave away. France gave loads of penalties away, yet, you know, still won pretty convincingly. Yeah, I think, you know, it's doesn't. It's not all about size, but having a lot of size and power does really help because once the passion wears off, what are you left with? Is it a structure and a, and a level of endurance that no one else can live with, a bit like extra Chiefs? Or is it power that if you are off it a little bit, you'll get blasted away? Because you got France has got so much power. Cyril Bay, I thought, played really well as well. The loose said, carry really strong. Both hookers, fantastic. The locks were great. And you think, and then you've got that back row, that mega back row, mm. um, Cross Olive on, 
and and Aldrit on the front foot, and you've got Dupont on the front foot. You're toast, mate. Like you, you'll struggle to win. So that when if they played against the All Blacks or against the Springboks, they wouldn't be battering them like that. That's why it'd be much harder for Dupont and everyone to shine. But it wasn't so hard against Wales because they physically dominated no, them. So. And also, you know, we we do have some physical backs. You know, George North is massive, but re- rarely featured in the game. Rarely did. Didn't see hardly any of him. Saw him probably once or twice with ball in hand. That's just that's not good enough from from the Welsh tactics from from him. You know, he needs to feature heavily because he is such a big bloke, so devastating, so powerful. You know, you think, well, what's the point in having a six foot four, sixteen stone, sixteen and a half stone probably, guy who's fast, who's powerful, but you're not gonna use him. So I think they need to find ways to to get the best out of him. If, yeah, if you get my and I point. think, but yeah, I do, and I, obviously, <clears throat> if you've got got a, a really difficult guy to stop, you know, if I'm playing against Wales, what I definitely don't want to happen is I don't want Dan Bigger shrieking at George North to get in and look for work and be on his shoulder. I do not want that. I think it'd be a nightmare. I would, I would honestly, I'd rather tackle Aldrit than George North because at least you're not going to get the same yep. footwork. Yeah. You know, I'd rather tackle anyone really than George North because he's got the footwork, the pace and the size. So if he could just stay over there and doesn't come in or no one calls him in, then that'd be great. <laughs> if I'm defending against Wales, that'd be great. Yeah, um, perfect. So he's a, he's a hell of a weapon. Yeah, but you're right. You've got to use him. And you look at someone like Randrandra, who's all right. He's a, he's a position further in at 13, but Plays wing he's, for const- as well. yeah, he's constantly in the game. Yeah. He's constantly in the game. He's in malls and rucks when he's getting bored. He's like, knocking on the door of, of 10 inside outside non-stop coming around the corner you know yeah permanently in the game um you need a little bit of rugby intelligence there because if you if you do give like free roam to someone like that you know someone else has to take that mantle of staying out the wide channel sometimes that yeah, is but you've got lee halfpenny mate no one knows the game better than him yeah but yeah but sometimes you've got someone like justin tipperick that will do that role but also yeah. you want tipperick involved in uh, in the middle of the field because he's so skillful, you know. So it's yeah, it's trying to find that balance. But yeah, look at you know if George plays against Scotland, I'm I'm sure we'll see a lot lot more of him. Um, the game being played at Straddy at Straddy Park Park Scarlets Parky Scarlets, yeah, because yeah, of no crowd. That's cool. Um, but final cool. another empty stadium. Yeah. Final weekend of uh, Six Nations. You've got Australia and New Zealand um, first thing on Saturday. Yep. Uh, then it's Super Saturday. It's Wales Scotland. Who are we picking on that? Who are you going for? Wales. Yeah. By how much? Six. Ten. Um, All right. You got um, Ireland. Um, go on. Yeah. No, go on. You're um, right. Go on, fella. You got Ireland, who are leading by one point at the moment. They they've got France, um, and you've got Italy, England. Now England coming in cold. Uh, against Italy won't make a difference whatsoever. That'd be a bonus no. point win, absolutely guaranteed. Unless I'm commentating uh, on that. Unless Italy tries something different, like Bergamasco comes back in at nine or something. Yeah, they won't. Don't compete at the breakdown. Com- I'm commentating on that from a room in London. Okay, with who? ITV. Are you, are you doing it solo or have you got? Uh, I don't know. A co-com. Co-com. Don't know. Okay. Don't know, fella. Well, I look forward we'll to that. find out, won't we? So, um, the big one then really is is France Island. 
Um, but the issues are, which we need to have a look at actually, is that if Ireland win, but don't win with a bonus point, and England win with a bonus point, um, we need the permutations really for that. So, well, hang on. No, you hang on. You you hang on, you bugger. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find it on my little app here. Yeah, I couldn't find it on my mate. It didn't have it on. Obviously, uh, if Ireland bonus point it, they they win. win. They win. Yeah, they win. But if they if they don't bonus point it, and they just win, or France. Oh God. Yeah. Win. I can't so, find it on me thing. So sod it. Yeah. Um, we'll make it. Up. In, yeah, we'll make it up. Um, we'll know by the time we get there. So matter does it? No. Um, the England. Uh, England women won the Six Nations as well because France uh, were just about to beat Scotland and then they didn't and they drew, which means England won that. So, well, they kind of won it uh, yep. on the back of their previous performances as opposed to this one because they didn't have to play. Um, good on them. Congratulations, ladies. Well, I've actually oh, got, by the way, I've I got it now, mate. I've got it now. England, uh, Ireland got a 38. Um, by the way, I called them girls once when I was commentating and I got about three people tweeting me saying, can't believe you called them girls pathetic uh they're grown women treat them as such and then we went live uh, and i said to maggie by the way because i already knew the answer i was like maggie i'm getting a bit of grief online for calling the england women mm. or england ladies um girls got anyone got a problem with that she's like no that's what everyone calls them oh it's but, like yeah, connor's boys it's like connor's boys instead of men of course it is mate um of course it is fella but go back to six nations i've got 38 uh point points difference so yeah um, looks like well it could be anyone's really who knows alright that'll do right <laughs> that's what you get insight well, right. no. who's going to win France or Ireland we'll, we'll end it on this uh, where is it Paris mm-hmm. France yeah I agree by I how agree. many um, oh, but then, three yeah so it all depends on on point seven. so if, if France win then I'd imagine England are going to take the Six Nations because they'll put more points on Italy than France will put yep. on Ireland. So, so there we are. England are going to win it. We got there in the end. There we go. Um, they, they've won it. Congratulations. I'm not leaving you just yet, though, mate. We've got um, a few questions because I thought we might struggle right. for a bit of content. I don't know why. We haven't. No, not at all. It's a long one, this. Um, but uh, let's go through it, shall we? Um, yeah. Well, let's go through a couple of them. Okay. Stephen Howarth. Squire, did Gatlin leave the Wells job at the, uh, the opportune time? Team entering decline stage? Um, no, I don't think so. I just think he took Wales as far as he could. I think the time that he left was, was right, really. I think Wales need a change, need a, to move away slightly from what they had been doing and to try and sort of re-identify themselves and find a style of play that suits. And I think they will do that with the coaching team they've got. Um, also... It's not as if Gats went into um, an opportune coaching time with the Chiefs either, is it? They haven't won a game. <laughs> so, although yeah. he's, he's got the Lions, though, in his back pocket, so that's pretty fine. Um, he'll be all right, I'm sure. Um, Mark yeah. Mayo flats. What does Ben Spence have to do to make it into the England setup as a starter? Well, what do you do? And he's, he needs everyone to stop talking about him. Very good player. Um, okay. He could start. He could start tests easily, but I think I genuinely think the more pressure people put on the less likely to get picked. Phil Roberts asks, if Wasp would have pulled it off at the final, would it have been the biggest Prem achievement of all time? I honestly think it might well have been, yeah. 
I actually think it. They would. Yeah, I mm. think. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Michael Kidd. Uh, um, how worried Kit. will Pivac be this morning? Um, is it really rust or something a lot more significant? Um, it didn't click. Uh, I think he will be slightly worried, probably about discipline. Probably, uh, well, not so much discipline, but making the right calls at the right times defensively. Um, I would say turning the ball over. Um, I thought skill-wise, you know, will, will be a slight issue for him. And also, the amount of power that France were able to achieve, um, the amount of gain line they were able to achieve over Wales. So, I think more so defensively than in attack, he'll have his. Um, worries. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor Morgan, what's the meaning of life? Um, rugby is life. The rest is just details. <laughs> there you go, Trev. Okay. Shove it, Trev. Absolutely blimmin' shove it. Rugby isn't the only thing. It's everything. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's actually good. Um, right. Paul Hutton Should says, the- how good is Steno? Um, we mentioned him uh, at the start of it. Uh, brilliant! What a, what a player he's been. Uh, you know he's yeah. been phenomenal for Exeter. You know fr- from the lower leagues, come all the way up, really unwanted in Ireland, found his his home in Exeter, and been a massive cog really in in Exeter's development into European and Gallagher champions. Rob Privet, did you ever buy that tailor made driver, Shanks? No, I didn't. I didn't. Good question. I didn't. I wanted to, um, but my golf started to get so good. I'm playing on 6.5 now. What? Um, that wow, that's good. I haven't bought it yet. We're seven, really, but 6.5 sounds better. Uh, Dan Lay, mince pies or Christmas pudding? I hate everything Christmassy, mate. Yeah, wrong bloke to ask. Ask me, um, Christmas pudding fella. Um, right, that'll do. Okay, okay. That'll do, because I need a wee now. All right. Yeah, we've been on long enough. Yeah. Well, right. Good luck, everyone. Keep going. I'm, I'm glad we cleared up the whole Six Nations points thing. That's that done. I'm doing Pro 14 tomorrow with Jamie Roberts, Monday night. First oh, game. two legends. First game live on a Monday, back in the arms park. covering it from Oh, there. brothers in arms, oh. back together. That is, God, that's going to be bloody emotional, is it, for you two? Reckons is there a look? Should you give each reckon, other a look? Who reckons he's going to wear his Cardiff Blues polo? Of course he is. So what about all your fake size mates? medium? So what about your fake mates at the dragons, mate? They'll hate that. But yeah, there we are. He yeah, won. he's dragons through and through, mate. Used to go there as a child with his old man. Cut him off. He's blue and what color dragons again? Oh, sorry, that's Cardiff. Amber. All right, look, black and amber. See you later, mate. Good luck to you, fella. Bye. Well done, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.